Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to 2020. Yeah, our official first episode of 2020. Exciting. I'm ready to make this happen. Yeah, me too. It's a good topic today. Yeah, crafting a routine. Yeah, I've, I've got lots <laughs> to say about this. We've been talking about this a lot in the Bite Size Book Club. If you have not heard, we have a second podcast a spin-off podcast. <laughs> we are children of the 90s, so spin-offs <laughs> are real for us. Um, yeah, Bite Size Book Club. We have episodes. We read a book. It's awesome. And we're reading Big Dreams, Daily Joys by Elise Blaha Kripe, and we are talking the shit out of routine. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> so now, today, we are jumping into 2020, talking about crafting a routine. So I want to talk about routine i want to talk about crafts i want to talk about the way we're doing routine i feel like i'm going to talk about planners sure it's part of it i know so okay how has your how has your break been well it's interesting because we were mentioning last week on our last vault episode in the intro that like we so needed the vault and like even though it's the last Monday of January and we're like February next in a few days already um now feels like the time to really like like I feel like just right now is when I'm coming off the holiday high if that makes sense like there was still there was so much holiday goodness that kind of spun me around that I'm just now like stop spinning and like walking forward (laughs) so that's how I felt the past few weeks um and the vault episodes are great to be there and and to give us a little bit of that white space, as Elise talks about in the book. But yeah, I'm like ready. I, I've done a lot of thinking, but not a lot of doing of like what my routine should look like this year. And it's just been good brainstorming and good post-it making, <laughs> you know, in my new planner. And that's just kind of where I am with it. I can go into a little more detail about what I think, but the book's been helping, the vault, the past few vault weeks have been helping, and I just think our conversations with these, like, good, meaty themes will help as well. Yeah. How about you? How about me? Um, So, we are recording this episode on a Monday. I don't remember the last time we recorded an episode on a Monday. Yeah. Well, I had my nice little Martin Luther King day off. <laughs> and it, it feels we have there's a different vibe to it. Yeah. I feel like this is a great day to discuss this topic. Yeah. And also we got so much snow this weekend that I had okay. So Let's talk about how routine exists all the time for everyone. There's there's literally no escaping routine. True. You can't. The sun comes up. The sun goes down. 
that's part of routine. There's, you know, unless you put yourself in a bubble, you can't escape daily routine, weekly routine, monthly routine, like weekly routine. Maybe you watch TV. Maybe you, you know, I don't know, monthly routine. If you get bills, you have to pay them. They send them to you every month. Even if, you know, you don't have bills, maybe you have Netflix or rent. Yeah. Or power. I mean, I feel like everyone has a power bill. If you, if, like, wherever you live, unless you, you know, live with people who pay the power bill, then you have a power bill. So, like, that's part of your monthly routine. Like, it's inescapable. Maybe you're a person who leans into routine. Maybe you are a person who, like, I don't even know what, I, I, I keep trying to, like, figure out what the best way to say this is, like, repels routine. You're still swept into routine. Yeah. Like, the person who hates routine. And, like, right. that's not the right word. The, the, the thing that I think about when I'm trying to come up with a fright phrase is, like, I always think about, like, high school science. And they teach you about the things that, like, love water. And then they teach you about the things that hate <laughs> water. Yeah. And, like, that's what I think is, like, some people just, like, see a routine-oriented thing and they're like, no, that's not mine. Yeah. Right. I need to be the spontaneous person. Right. I get it. And, like, you know, there's a spectrum. Most of us fall somewhere in that 70%. Yeah. I mean, well, like, what I'm thinking about with what you're saying is, like, routine is built in whether we like it or not. And, like, whether or not you're deciding to be intentional about your routine and kind of implement things that aren't already set in stone or not you're still going to be involved in some kind of routine absolutely and to that even more you might be the type of person that like needs that routine or you might be the type of person who needs that routine to not be in your life and both of those things are totally okay Whatever works for you is whatever works for you. And you don't have to be judgy about it. Sure. And like for me, I need routine. I need routine because if I don't have routine, my headaches overtake my entire life and then I cannot do anything. I was talking with my friends this morning about how one of my best purchases was $5 on a app that tracks your water intake, which I know, I'm sure people are being like, you spent $5 on an app that counts water? I know. I know. I'm not that I, I'm not that person usually. I'm really not. I I am not you know. The the person who spends two hundred dollars on you know Candy Crush Saga. That's not me. But this this water app has helped me be incredibly intentional about how I integrate water into my routine. 
and water being integrated into my routine is essential for making my head hurt less. So worth it. <laughs> right. $5 yeah. to make my head hurt less? Right. That's the cost of, you know, a, a stack of post-its. And $5 to build it so effortless, effortlessly into your routine. Right. And it's on my watch. Yeah. Right. And like, so I was saying to my friends, like, I know that if I don't hit 25% water before noon, I'm in trouble. So like having like these micro goals helps me so much. Otherwise, like, I have to remember how much water that I had in my brain. Right. And it's like, oh, was that cup half full? Is that cup half empty? And like, if I have a headache, then that's difficult for me. And now I could just look at my look at my wrist. Yeah, and we've had this. We've mentioned this before, but like I feel like, as kids that grew up with Inspector Gadget, anything you could do to feel more like Penny. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> Inspector Gadget is a good thing, and I feel like you know I don't. I'm not. I didn't jump on the Apple Watch bag wagon yet whatever that's called bandwagon yet, but I'm. I know that I've only talked to people that boast about the benefits of it like just to have it here and have like it keeping you on track and so close and so accessible and so efficiently so and it makes yeah. me use my phone less oh, right which is you know a whole different story but also cool and so this idea of crafting your routine came to me you know it was more forced on me. I am kind of... We've talked about, you know, all these different things. Like, there's the Myers-Briggs test the where I'm an INFJ. And we've talked about the Enneagram. And I'm the type of person where I really like having a, a routine. I like having a, a box to thing, you know, a, to put things in. I like having a structure up into a point. And then I really like rebelling against that structure. And so it wasn't until I really had to tackle my headaches in a very serious way did I embrace, like, fully getting into a routine and figuring out how that routine works for me. And you mentioned it earlier in Elisa's book, and I have—I actually have this sentence down here in my notes, and my notes are very informal, and this is why I have a hard time writing sometimes, because I write in phrases, and then mm -hmm. I write in lists, and then I write in, in paragraphs, and one right. of the paragraphs, this is the only paragraph I have in my notes. We've been talking about Elisa's book so much, and one of the things that has stuck with the both of us is this concept of building in white space. This is something that I was forced into learning while I was managing my headaches. Just this past weekend, I spent the most time I spent most of the time resting, including a 3-hour nap on Saturday that I absolutely did not want to take because my headaches and thus my body forced me into a state of rest that I didn't know that I needed. And it sucks. And like here's the thing that I think really kind of puts people off to 
the idea of planning and the idea of white space is that when you put, you know, when you put some white space on the calendar and, and you put planning on the calendar, there's hope that you'll get to do something awesome. Like, I didn't put anything on the calendar for this weekend, and I try not to put things on the calendar for the weekend because Jeff's home. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the thought is that we'll, you know, I really wanted to clean all of the Christmas stuff up. I wanted to get it out of the house, into the garage, you know, and then I really wanted to cook something really awesome. I, I gave him three brand new recipes that I found on, on the Milk Street website that looked awesome. He got all the ingredients. We were going to be snowed in. And I really, I was looking forward to a, like a cozy weekend that was going to be, you know, let's get a little bit of stuff done. And I think, you know, that hope of doing something really cool, but it getting kind of just like shattered with, well, we have to do this other stupid shit instead. It kind of, it can, it can put you off to... It's like the dilemma of your white space not living up to the full potential. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and right. it's it's sad and it's depressing. And, yeah. and but, the, but the thing is, is that what I learned through therapy, a lot of therapy, literally, like this was a full year and a half of my therapy. Like a year and a half of weekly and then by, you know, every two weeks of therapy was you cannot control everything and the white space in your planner is the buffer for the things you can't control and like that is so the the tension in that is so it's it's just it's hard to live in tension it's hard to live in that uncomfortable place of, well, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's okay. It's okay to not know what you're doing sometimes. Well, I think that's the whole thing with white space is it's necessary to not know what you're doing so that you can in the white space. Like, I feel like that's the white space is meant for, th- like you're saying, things you can't control. The white space is meant for whatever you need it to be at that time but you know it's there because if you need the three-hour nap you've allotted for it but like what I've what I've learned for myself too is like a lot of time in the past when I've set white space I've sort of prescribed it as the creative time right like I've said oh well I'll have time to do this creative thing but once the white space arrives if I don't have the bandwidth for the creative thing then like you're saying damn it it didn't right. live up to the potential that I wanted to and have it. And I think we get upset with ourselves when we get to those moments and realize that our bodies need rest. Yes. And I think the older you get, the more the white space will be needed for rest. The more complicated and and just older you get. Like, the more things, like, that's what I've been finding. Like, the well, older I get, the more I think I'll do these grand, great things and all this extra time when my body just wants to do nothing. <laughs> do you think it's that your body needs it or that you're just wise enough to realize that? 
I think it's a little bit of both. And in that realization that the white space is most likely going to be needed for rest or very low energy activity or like binging this new show or whatever, or just like couch time, right? Like because I've recognized that, because that's happened so often and becoming a pattern, I've learned that I have to craft my crafting routine like I have to make a routine out of my crafting like speaking of crafting a routine like I need a routine for my crafting so as I'm getting older and as crafting's been more for me and not for like the share culture and this like you know what I used to do like as my job to social media pump it right because I'm like listen you want to get these you want to get your weekly memories down and like December daily pass I didn't finish my album but it's important to me to finish that like because of that I make this hour space on Sundays where I say, this is the time I'm giving you to blast it. If it doesn't happen here, it's, you will not fill it in your white space. Maybe you will, if some magical white space that you allotted for comes and you have the bandwidth for it, but most likely based on the past, like you won't. So don't account. Like I'm learning to adjust how I prescribe white space and what I've been thinking about white space, like the literal white space in my planner. Like you're saying the, the space in between, I finish this, I start the next thing like there is sometimes a half hour an hour there right and I say to myself like it's not gonna don't prescribe like crafting there or creativity just because it's time to do it right so right so I'm not so the crafting is actually a colored (laughs) piece in my planner exactly and that's why like one of the most important things that I wanted to do this year with the awesome ladies project was bring back those Friday night crafting periods. Right. Because, you know, crafting, if if crafting is important to you, if telling your story is important to you, if putting time on the calendar is important to you to craft, here it is. I made space for you. Right. And come come and do it with us on Friday nights because... You know, maybe you don't have a local scrapbook store because who has a local scrapbook store anymore? Very few people. Come and do it with us on Friday nights. You know, that's part of the membership. And also, if you are paying for something, you are a hell of a lot more likely to show up. So, like, talk to our listeners and me about, like, what it would need, what you would need to do in order to do that. You'd have to sign up to Awesome Ladies Awesome Ladies Project. Yes, you'd have to sign up for the VIP Collective membership. And then on Friday nights at 7.30 Eastern, you'd have to click on the link that shows up in your email and come and craft with us. It's awesome. Julie's usually there. Cool. And I'm there and you can come and you can bring a project that you're working on. Uh, The prompt for the week usually comes out that Friday morning. So there's always something to work on. And you can come and you can bring your daily pages. You can bring whatever you want. You can come and talk to us. It's a great time for Americans. It's a great time for Australians. Uh, I didn't mean like it was a great time for uh, Americans. When you said that, I was I know, like, right? way to go. <laughs> it's a great time for Americans. It is an interesting time for It's a great time slot for Americans. Right. <laughs> it, is, it is a great, you know, Friday night crafting. So, right. No, I want it to be like, you know. Uh, you know, like sip and paint, right. so, you know, bring your, bring your glass of wine or your sparkling water. I've been seeing these Bud Light seltzer commercials yeah. on the football games. And I'm like, that guy just freaks me out. <laughs> me and Tom, my boyfriend, we, we were like, what is it? Spiked? 
seltzer is yeah it, supposed it is to be, right it's supposed to be like truly or or whatever that new thing is um why can't i think of it i've had <laughs> white claw I, yeah. you are asking the wrong yeah. person on i've had it all summer long and i couldn't think of the name of it but right like white club got so crazy popular so now they were trying to do that i get it yeah right yeah no it's you know trickle down seltzer culture right yeah <laughs> locale still get you nice yeah bring well, that and- bring that to the friday night <laughs> this is how i've been crafting my routine mm-hmm. my fridays are about friday night hangouts and friday night pizzas and it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been really cool. I've been... So the first Monday of 2020, I distinctly remember being like, okay, I woke up late because I had a very bad headache the day before. And I was up in the middle of the night, which I almost never am. So I was up from like 4 o'clock in the morning till 7.30 which was horrible. So then I needed to take like a two hour nap, which meant I got up at like 1130 and it was, it was just a bad day. And I had a bad day and I got up and I was like, I have failed 2020. (laughs) I failed the first Monday of 2020 by waking up late. Therefore my entire year is over. It's done. Goodbye 2020. Right. And here we are a few Mondays later. The last Monday of January. I And I feel so much better. And we did it. I know. Yeah. I, I've got my routine. is My routine is coming along. And I think that mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things that we do when we, one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we try to craft routines is that we and I know this from personal experience and screwing up millions of times is that we try to change our entire routine much too quickly. Right. Yeah. And you know, and nothing. exactly. Instead of like adding one thing this week or, you know, uh, changing, you know, one thing on Thursdays and one thing on Tuesdays and then mm-hmm. the next week changing another thing on Tuesdays. Yeah. I can really honestly say that, over the last three or four weeks, my routine has changed so much in a very slow way. Right. And I think part of that, too, is not making a change to your routine and grabbing hold of it so tight that your palms bleed. Like, there's also that element of, like, you, when we did our One Little Word episode and you set your intention going into this year is like, that grace-filled holding on, like this flexible, grace-filled, flowy type of thing. That it's very fluid, a routine. It isn't, let me grip it and stick to it or else, you know. Yeah, and and the idea of connection, my one little word, has come into all of these changes. It's like, how yeah. are these changing changes helping me connect? And since we're in the season of reflection, I've also been looking back and saying, how is this working for me? How is this not working for me? So two of the big things that I wanted to do this year are on Fridays. One of them is pizzas. I want to make pizza dough every Friday. And I also wanted to do Friday night hangouts. They're awesome. They are working for me very much. But I have had to change a couple of things, 
each week. So for the last two weeks, I've had things that are out of my control cause me to make the dough slightly later than I wanted to, which meant we ate later than I wanted to. And I need to tweak that a little bit. So uh, this week, I had a meeting at three o'clock, which meant I was rushing to make the dough beforehand. And I didn't have enough time to grab my phone to look at the recipe that I had been using for the past few weeks. So the only recipe I had was the one on my fridge. And since we were getting snowed in, I wanted to make a little bit of extra pizza dough. And the only recipe that I had on my fridge was a, a half recipe. So I doubled it. Mm-hmm. Which, that, that recipe, doubling it, is very large. Which then meant that everything took a little bit extra time. And then my uh, original estimate, all my original time estimates, which I wrote down on my calendar right. to make sure that I had exactly the right amount of time. Right. Everything took way longer. So like my my 15 minutes that I lost in one place, my half hour that I lost in another place, and then like the extra half an hour that the larger dough took to rise and everything threw my time way off. But I had so much extra pizza dough that we had it on Saturday and Sunday. So I got to taste what it was like after uh, one day in the fridge and two days in the fridge. And after a little while in the fridge, the dough was amazing. So I think what is going to be best for me is to wake up Friday mornings, make the dough, put it in the fridge, and pull it out when I need it for when Jeff comes home at 5.30 on Fridays. So then I can go to my hangout at 7.30 and there is no worrying about making the timing exactly right in the afternoons. Right. But, like, I never would have figured that out if I hadn't done all those other things first. Right. And, like, I feel like I don't feel like a failure because I didn't, like, I didn't fail. I didn't do it exactly the way I wanted to, you know. But by not doing it exactly the way that I wanted to, I learned a lot more things. Right. So true. About everything (laughs) in that, too. Yeah, but it's hard. I think at that initial not meeting the expectation you had is hard for everybody. And that's where the grace has to come in because so many times of, like, not getting the expectation met and realizing it's okay and then learning something even better than you set out to in the beginning is part of it all. And that's it's like how many times does that have to happen for it to sink in, really? It's still our still initial reaction is like, Oh, no, I didn't expect this. I failed at what I thought I was going to have, you know. But then you realize, you, you realize. That's, I think that that's in the undertone for me <laughs> all the time, even though I've gone back, because I've gone back to teaching and, like, let go a little bit of that creative flow of energy, right? But, like, then we've talked about it a hundred times. Like, that's always there in the underbelly, but I'm still crafting a routine that's, wonderful and that works for me like it's weird how we still hear those voices even though we know that we're not failing (laughs) like blatantly obviously not failing 
but there's still like those voices underneath sometimes when your routine I feel like and it, I think it ties to routine because sometimes when your routine feels too routine you think am I not being enough like spontaneous enough sometimes when your routine is filled with not everything you would want it to be like I don't know I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that is another thing is when you have those weeks and those months where your calendar is filled with just stuff that sucks. Yeah. And like, right, your routine is filled with, you know, overwhelming things and things that are just, you know, eyes forward, face forward, straight forward right. work. Right you really want to like turn your head and do anything else yeah and that like i think that's that's when it can be really helpful to break up your routine with just tiny little things yeah even and so i have been we talked about it a little bit i've been planning and writing stuff out on my computer because it's a tablet now. It's I have a two-in-one. And so I've been taking PDFs, pulling them into OneNote, and using the pen to write on them. And I've got this new planner for me. It's called the Momentum Planner. And I have daily, and like I have one. I use the weekly PDF and write down all the things that I need to do during the week, like my weekly projects and what I'm going to do on Monday, what I'm going to do on Tuesday, what I'm going to do on Wednesday and Thursday and so on. And I try to get all of that work work, that head down, like stuff that I don't want. And that's what I don't want to do. But that harder stuff, I try to put that on Mondays and Tuesdays mm-hmm. so that when I invariably don't get some of it done, it can trickle down to Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Mm. And then I try not to schedule stuff for Thursday, as much stuff for Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Because, fr- like, Friday, I already told you, my Friday has got right. stuff on it. Yeah. And my Thursday, that's, like, my trickle-down day. And having that white space like having that work white space really helps because if i get there and there's nothing there it's like oh okay well then if i need to if i need to rest i can rest if i need to you know there's a meeting time i can schedule and it can be really helpful to just have a day where you can be like oh okay what big picture stuff do I need to work on? What can I just like cross out? What doesn't need to be on this list anymore? What have I not been looking at? Right. Because we don't ever really schedule that stuff in except for like, you know, the end of the year when it's like, what are your big picture goals? What are your annual, you know, things? And what are you, you know, what is your, what do you want for your, business what do you want for your projects all of these mm-hmm. things and also that's when christmas and all of these other things are right 
and no, no one has time to do big picture planning. No one has the mental space to do big picture planning when everyone's doing holiday stuff. Right. And so by scheduling in that space, I also have a nice little app on my phone with a, it's called, I don't even know, the habit minder, I think. Mm-hmm. And once a week I have a habit of 15 minutes of visualization mm-hmm. to just be like, well, what do I see for this? Whether it's mm-hmm. like currently list or Thursday three or the the show and by you know and that's like um in elise's book she calls it what does she call it it is but it was like tier three right it was like the things okay so elise calls it this bonus stuff that you get to put into your life it's not necessarily the things you have to do it's not necessarily the things that you choose to do when you want to do them, it's the things that you don't, you know, you get to do when you have the time to do them. And just having that idea of, well, I can spend 15 minutes visualizing mm-hmm. if I have the time to do it. Right. Reminds me that I can do that if I have the time to do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Right. Like what you were saying about, like, was it big picture you just used? Like big picture stuff. Like who, right. has the t- who has the time to really sit down and plan out what they want for five in five years, right? But also, you know, maybe some people do, but also how do you really know? Like what do you really know that you want? Like I had a one of my friends it, when I taught the first time around, she gave me uh, when I was thinking about leaving or whatever, and she gave me such great advice. She goes, plan your life six months at a time. Like that's probably as future as you really can a lot for. It's like the next six months of your life. Like I, f- but at the same time, and I was going to say in reference to that, like big picture and how do you really sit down and plan big picture? Fine. I think when you have crafted a routine, especially with a planner of a sort, you're checking into what that big picture is almost every week. Like, and again, it's not this lofty, well, what do I want to do in five years and how will I get there? It's more like, what can I do this week for the overall goal that I know is living inside? Like, I don't feel like, I feel like that, that goal or that, even if that's not fine tuned, like the big picture of where you want your life to go, that's always running inside. I feel like that's always a gear that's turning, whether or not you have specific words to it or not, whether it's just a feeling or, you know, a hope or like a mood board, it's always there. And I think just by keeping to the routine and planning every week is your version of, of it, I think. So a lot of people think they have to sit down and whatever, like the passion planner that I use has a spread at the end of every month that says, what did you like about this month? What didn't you, what you, you know, and I haven't even filled one out yet, but just reading the questions <laughs> plants the seed of the answer in my brain. And then that's me going, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I'll turn the page the next week and plan accordingly. Like it just, it's the, the crafting, the routine is developing the five-year plan, just not without writing it out or making it clear. Like, that's what I think. I think the crafting, the routine of your days, week by week, month by month, is formulating the big picture. Whether yeah, you know absolutely. Not. Yeah, whether you know it or not. Right, like you are what you eat, you are what you plan. 
Yeah. yeah. It's true. Like, you, you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. You know, you can, and, and that's like, that's the other thing. You don't have, you can plan all you want. But unless you do those plans, those plans are not going to turn into action. Yeah. But also, if you don't plan, you're a hell of a lot more, you're a hell of a lot less likely to do the things that you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, well, I think, again, like you mentioned in this episode earlier, like the concept of white space for both of us really hit home like hit a chord with us and that's just how i'm thinking about it like if you don't plan you won't understand where the white space is living and then that that made me think of too as we were talking or you were talking before like how mondays and tuesdays you make like the busy days right and i think all the time too like as millennials you know the the idea of everybody's working for the weekend like scares us a little because we think like oh we're just you know wishing away our days to get to this the weekend like why can't every day be this one but when you think about it like even when you're working for yourself and working from home you still need to allot those days so like I don't feel like it's working for the weekend. It's like everybody's working for the white space. Like that's what we're doing. Like we're, we're jamming a few hours of our days or maybe two days out of the week to be these intense things. And it has to be so that we can get to the white space and know we've gotten things done. <laughs> like, right. I love that idea. And, and I think, yeah, right. And I think like you have to, the one thing that I really wanted to talk about is, if you are the type of person who is great at five days on, two days off, five days on, two days off, awesome. Mm-hmm. If you are not, also awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be that person. You can be the person who's really, really, really good at, you know, working two days and then needing one day. And then working four days and then needing another day. Like, whatever you are good at, lean into that. Make your routine the way that your life works. And, like, you're not going to figure it out in a day. You're not going to figure it out in a week or a month. You're probably not even going to figure it out in a year. And the thing that is really hard about this is your life is going to continue to change while you figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Once you figure it out. Yeah. Major life change. You're moving. You're having a baby. You're, yeah. I feel like this is the the theme of like every single therapy session that I ever had was like, yeah, so my routine changed again and I'm having a hard time. So I guess I'll just wait until my routine is back to normal with my actual life. Yeah. And... It is so, it's, it's just hard. Yeah. And it's allowed to be hard and we're allowed to talk about how hard it is. Yeah. And it's not complaining if we talk about how hard it is in order to figure out how to get through it. Right. Like complaining is, oh, well, this is so hard and I don't know what to do and I don't really care. Yeah. But talking about how it's difficult to, you know, hop in a moving car 
while it's moving and try to figure out how to drive the moving car while it's moving and changing directions. I'm interested in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think every ma- major innovation started with gosh, this sucks before it became before it became yeah, it really does. How do we ma- how do we alleviate the sucky this? Like you know what I mean? It has to be this initial like Ugh. How do we fix it? <laughs> right. What can we do to solve this problem? Right. Yeah. I think venting is the first step, kind of. And again, not prolonged, excessive venting, but like a good, healthy amount. <laughs> right. And then it's like, okay, now action. Yeah. And as long as you're interested in taking action at some point, then it's not a problem. Yeah. I had my first therapist once said to me, he was an old guy, silver hair. And I remembered I was so anxious, so worried. I, could, I didn't know what was coming in my life. I couldn't control the things that were in my life, whatever. He goes, and he said something to me like, well, you know, and then I perceived him as like, no, having it all together and you're an old man. Like, you know, he goes, well, this is the first time I've ever been 63. He's like, I don't know what 63, like, like you know what I mean? Like it was it put it in perspective, like no matter what age you are, it's the first time you're that age. And the first time you're, no matter where you are, it's the first time you're here. <laughs> you've never been here before as routine as your days are. Like you've never been at this day, at this point, at this age before. So you're always unsure really so i mean that was in i that always stuck with me i was like wow like you perceive an older person to have it all together but they've never been that age before like they've never i don't know it's just i think it just ties into the whole picture of like you can craft a routine as much as you want but how much do you really have control over but you still there's still merit in trying to you know keep to this like daily weekly beat of your life well i think and i think trying is the only thing we can do right right which makes it the best like just right, do the exactly. only thing you can do so try right when <laughs> when when there's only one option it's yeah. definitely the best option <laughs> and when that option is so filled of grace like try doesn't mean do it just means try <laughs> yeah right and when you're the only person that is you, since you can't compare yourself to anyone else on this journey, there's no way of failing. If you can only try, and that's your best option, and you can't compare yourself to anyone else, then there's no way that what you can do is wrong. Right. It's only growth. Right. Yeah. There's only one path. Right. And I've, uh, I've learned that a lot from Elise and her book. And I love that it's like um, daily joys, like that the part of it is like daily joys, like whatever you can pick out of the day from all that trying, you know? Yeah. And that's why one of the things that I've been really loving lately is my daily pages and the way that everyone in the Awesome Ladies Project has been playing along. It's... So when I started doing it in early June of 2018, I did it because I was spending too much time working and not enough. Too much of my work time was spent doing admin tasks, computer tasks, tasks that were not 
playing with paper. Mm-hmm. For someone who has a creative job, I was maybe getting to my desk every three or four days. And then when I was getting to my desk, it was taking me, like, forever to make anything. And that's just when I would get to my desk and be like, Kristen, you're never going to make another scrapbook page in your entire life because you suck and you're terrible at this. <laughs> Which is not good if you own a scrapbooking business. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's really not. Um, and so I needed, I needed to come up with a solution. I needed to, I had a problem. I had a really big problem. And I needed to fix my problem. So I came up with these daily pages where I would just make something in a notebook for five minutes every day. And I figured I would just do it for the summer. Uh, this was the year where Awesome Ladies Live was very late. It was very late in the summer. So I figured I would just do it through Awesome Ladies Live because I knew that I, with Awesome Ladies Live coming up, I would not have time to do anything more than five minutes a day. And there was just no way. And that I would just, you know, I would just figure it out after September. Or maybe I would graduate to like, you know, I would do regular scrapbook pages, you know, maybe every couple of days again. And I was just looking for something to jumpstart my creativity make me feel like I was good at this again and I have not been I've not stopped making these since the beginning of June Mm -hmm. of 2018 which is you know like 18 months ago now and so it has helped me just making these five minute pages in these books has helped me in so many more ways than I ever thought it would. It has helped me learn more about my style. It has helped me use more of my supplies. It has helped me get more of my stories out. It's helped me feel better about the way I create and the way that it helped me with my routine. I just Spending five minutes a day just doing something, whether it's playing with stickers, whether it's stamping, whether it's Mm -hmm. using my currently card, just spending five minutes touching paper has made the biggest difference in my creative life Mm -hmm. than literally anything that I've done since I started scrapbooking. I've been scrapbooking since I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And... It, it blows my mind. Like, I think it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's crazy that this, this thing, this tiny little thing that I did just like out of necessity, literally out of necessity, has made this insanely huge impact on my life. Yeah. And it hardly t- took any effort at all, which is the kicker, like the punchline of it all, is that growing up, like spending hours in your craft room, right? That used to be, be like hours in my basement craft room. And, like, the kicker is all along, it didn't have to be as complicated. It can, It's so easy. Yeah. And I, and there are many scrapbook pages. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're different, you know. I mean, sometimes I just, you know, journal, like, very rarely. Mm-hmm. But I get to use, I've, I've never felt like I've been using my supplies better and more efficiently not that using your supplies efficiently really matters as a crafter but it feels really good to use the stuff that you buy yeah because like 
I know personally, and I know through a lot of my crafty friends, we tend to buy things mm. and then they sometimes stay in their packages for a while. Yeah. But like, I mean, I've been getting Alley kits and Kelly kits for years now. Mm-hmm. And until I started making these pages every day, sometimes my kits would sit and get unused. And now yeah. I just, I open them and it's like, oh, that's a really good one for my daily pages right now. I'm yeah. so, I, I get so inspired by things again because it's like, oh, I can use this right now. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, oh, when am I going to have time to use these beautiful pages, these beautiful supplies on a, you know, a scrapbook layout or a mini book, like a bigger project that I would need to devote two to three hours on. I don't have, you know, like we've been talking about, when am I going to fit a two to three hour, four to six hour project into my schedule? Yeah. Maybe sometime, you know, I will be able to fit it in sometime. Yeah. But I want to use these supplies right now. Yeah. It's how, like what I've realized helped me in my schedule and routine and putting creativity in my routine is like my memory keeping and my planner is one thing. So it's all in the same central place. I don't have to pull this and pull this album out, then pull this. It's all in the same place. The planner is always open and out in the most central part of my apartment. So I'm always going to it. And the way that I craft in it every week is basically the same. Like I've made a routine out of that. Like I'll pick one big major sticker to stick in the main box that's off to the side and then that'll dictate the color scheme and then I match the colors of that sticker with the mild line. Like I have like what is it about 30 mild liners all different colors and I'll match uh, the colors of the sticker to the mild liners on the page so on top of each day I put a, a mild liner bar and that tells me for that day that'll be that whole color or like you know so I've gotten a routine with how I pick out and use the supplies you know and I haven't bought anything new in a long time but I have this whole big Ikea shelving of all my crafts. So then if I do feel like hunty or and I want to use stuff, I'll spend a few minutes looking through. But it's not like an everyday constant how it used to be like, what could I use today? No, I pull a few things, have that for the week or a few weeks. Then I, my mild liners, it's all in my planner. Then I have that Sunday space to just print the photos. Like it's just been a good routine, the same as you like how it's so easy like is so then all I know is there's one major sticker the color scheme with my markers and at the end of the week if there's blank spaces I fill it with color court like with stickers that coordinate I go flip 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 through my sticker book like it's gotten so routine but it gets done and it's fulfilling and it's craft space so it's the same it's like the same as your morning pages that like wow it was amazing how uncomplicated I could make it right once I found the right book and like template for it then it just fills itself in like yeah i know what you mean (laughs) and like that's awesome it's so awesome to have like your project the thing that you do and to do it and then you have your thing and it's awesome to have you know you want to try out other things and you want to do other things and it's fun to explore and, you know, you see other people doing all of these cool projects and that, you know, that FOMO of other projects is totally real. Jim. But I feel like that joy of having your own project 
and completing your own project is so much greater. And I feel like the FOMO could flare up, but it's more importantly, like what's behind the FOMO that usually comes is like your intuitive voice of what you need to do for you, like that we've been talking about. So like, even though I might see something and be like, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so inspired. Like, just pin it for a later time and get back to your routine. Like, that's like kind of what my intuition's been saying. Like, you love this and pin it and maybe you'll be inspired in the future on a future project. But now let's get back to your routine. You can't bring something new in your life. Like, I do hear that intuition of how to craft voice a lot. Yeah, and I think it, it, it comes a lot when we're already feeling in that, uh, that low place. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily sad. No. But like that you know, that hungry, angry, lonely, tired place where Mm -hmm. we're, you know, maybe looking for something to feed us a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking for inspiration. We're looking for things. We're just, we're looking for pretty things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. I get this way with uh, home decor. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not going to do any home decor anytime soon. I just don't have the time, the space, the bandwidth for it right now. Yeah. I feel like that comes up, like, because a lot of my white space is on the weekend. I save the weekend for that open time. So, because the school dictates that I don't have any on Monday through Friday. But so, Monday, Tuesday, the two busiest days of the week coming off of the white space that's when I feel the most FOMO because I know I won't get to my white space in a couple of days. So I'm like, oh, like that grunting sound is because, oh, I'm back in the the busy town. Like I'm still needing to get the white space. But like when I'm in the white space, I don't feel that. When I do have the time to do inspirational stuff, I really go, nah. Like it's only when I know I'm far from the the white space, I think. Yep, totally. So interesting. 100%. So interesting. Yeah, and and I think that that you can find routine in places that don't give you routine if you need to. Like, if you are traveling for work all the time, give yourself a nighttime routine. You know, bring your skincare or your Netflix or your book. And, you know, or give yourself a morning routine. Find a spy, you know... Wherever you are, find a spot that you like to eat breakfast or you like to drink your coffee or whatever you do in the morning. You can always find little places to to put routine in if you need to. Right. That's also why I love daily pages, because you can pack up everything you need for daily pages in a small bag and throw it in your purse. So even if you don't want, like, if you don't want to wake up first thing and do daily pages... You can put everything you need in a bag, throw it in your purse, and do it on your lunch break. You can do it on, you know, you can literally do it on a 15-minute break. Mm -hmm. And you can do it on your commute home if you take the train. I don't do it if you drive because that's weird. Um, But there are so many places where you can make a little bit of creativity magically happen in your routine. And with daily pages, you literally only need five minutes. I rarely spend more than five minutes on my daily pages because that's not what this is about and if I'm going to spend more than five minutes on something it's I have other projects we all have other projects so like this is literally about helping you get into a creative habit and I know there are so many people who want to get into a creative habit and 
there are so many great things that you learn about yourself when you form a creative habit. So come and there's a free daily pages challenge. It's awesome. And if you finish the daily pages challenge and then join the VIP collective at the awesome ladies project, I have a hand stamped daily pages notebook that I will mail you because I love sending out gifts. So come and join us, make it happen. You can do this. And I, I'm just so excited. I love this. I love this project. Yeah. So this was a good convo. I know this was a really good convo. Let's, let's do some after chatter guys. If you love the show, come support the show on Patreon. It is $5 a month. You get access to some videos, a lot more than some. It helps us pay the bills. Uh, Hosting video, audio, all sorts of things that podcasts cost to run. It helps us produce amazing content like this for you. So if you have gotten any joy or love from this wonderful show, please head over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale and support the show for $5 a month. We love you, and we will be over on After Chatter with another short segment of really awesome content for you guys. We'll catch you next week with another brand new episode of Crafty Ass Female. Bye, guys.